From the studios of One Jack's Productions, this is The Revealing, a ministry of One Baptist Church in Jacksonville, Florida, with your hosts, Senior Pastor Frank Silvaggio, Associate Pastor Robert Engel, and Praise Leader Chris Wing. All right, well, welcome once again to another episode of The Revealing. Uh, we're certainly glad you joined us um, here with Pastor Robert Ingle. How you doing, Robert? Doing well. All right, and uh, we got uh, Chris Wing here. How you doing, buddy? Doing well. Doing well. All right, and um, as we uh, as we go into this episode, uh, we're going to kind of take a take a stop here from uh, looking at biblical doctrines and things of that matter. And what we want to do uh, in this uh, in this episode is really kind of just uh, talk about. Uh, one Baptist Church, uh, and kind of give you, uh, if you've never uh, heard about One Baptist Church, or if you uh, just were kind of interested in knowing what we were all about, kind of put an episode on here uh, that really kind of explains uh, the history uh, of, of, of where we started from and, and, and uh, what we're all about, and uh, hopefully give you some uh, insight to, uh, you know, hey, uh, Maybe we should go check these guys out. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, here we, we, we have a One Baptist Church in Jacksonville, but do know that we actually have three One Baptist Churches. Um, we're a part of uh, a movement that was started by uh, Pastor Billy Wood uh, in, uh, in Douglasville, Georgia. Uh, about, uh, about three years ago, uh, we, uh, well, gosh, I guess it's almost four years ago now, uh, we uh, joined with Billy uh, and became One Baptist Church Jacksonville. Uh, and then uh, I think probably about three years ago now, uh, we have uh, David Goodson uh, and uh, the church in uh, North Carolina, Stallings, North Carolina, uh, Hope uh, Baptist Church, which is a One Baptist Church as well. Uh, so what I want to do <clears throat> is uh, I'm Pastor Frank, and uh, I want to give you kind of give you the story that led up to uh bringing us to Jacksonville and how we became a part of the One Baptist uh, Churches uh, and we'll kind of just give you a history real quick and then we can maybe start talking about what uh, what the church is all about. So it was uh, 2006. Uh, I was uh, going to First Bible Baptist Church in Rochester, New York. Uh, I was under Pastor George Grace at the time. And, uh, you know, it was a, a few years after my salvation. Uh, I was really... Uh, uh, I would say uh, I was probably where most Christians are at that point. Uh, you know, I got my ticket punched. I'm good. Um, I went to church. Uh, you know, I got involved in some things. But, uh, you know, I really kind of felt like, man, there's got to be something more to this Christian walk than just going to church. And uh, so um, there was a big announcement that there was going to be a men's conference. And, uh, you know, I was like, you know what? I've never done anything like that. Let me uh, Let me go check that out. So I went to this men's conference, and uh, we had this, uh, this guy from uh, Georgia uh, preaching a message, um, and the guy's name was, uh, of course, Billy Wood, and he was preaching a message, and the, and the name of the message was, Quit Ye Like Men, and uh, that was out of 1 Corinthians, and, uh, you know, it was at that moment that I just knew uh, that this Christian walk wasn't just a... a uh, uh, you know, I got my ticket punched on. Now I just continue to do what I want to do, kind of thing, and let the let the let the, the chips fall where they may. 
you know, what I realized was is I, I, I had to stop acting like the natural man that I was, and I needed to start acting like the supernatural man uh, that I had been called to be. And uh, it wasn't uh, long within that uh, series of messages. He was there for a couple of days preaching. Um, it wasn't long uh, that I that I got the call on my life to uh, to, to 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 pastor. Uh, at that point in time, I joined uh, or, or I enrolled into our uh, college, uh, and uh, spent the next five years um, taking all my college classes. Uh, to uh, to learn uh, true biblical theology and things to that matter, and then uh, I graduated in June of 2012. Um, it was probably about 2010 uh, where uh, I really started to think about and started to pray about where and what it was God wanted me to do. I wasn't sure if I was going to uh, try to find a church that needed a pastor or uh, if God wanted me to do something different. We had uh, gone, me and my wife had come down to Florida for vacation, uh, and while we were here, uh, just got that tug, man. I just couldn't understand it, uh, really, uh, but I just got that tug that this is where God wanted me to be. Uh, it wasn't soon after that that I figured out that what he wanted me to do was plant a church. Uh, so, uh, you know, I came to my wife, and I told her what was going on, and she was like, no way. <laughs> Uh, you know, we had all our family, obviously, was in Rochester, New York. And she was like, there's no way we're leaving. There's no way we're going to do that. And so I went to Pastor Grace and actually had a conversation with him. And he told me at that time, he said, hey, he says, you can't make your wife uh, uh, do this. Because if you do, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a, a, a spiritual struggle. And so um, I did took his advice and I didn't say another word to her. I just kept... Uh, praying about it. Uh, all along, the Lord was certainly pulling on me. Uh, so um, I think uh, probably about three months after that, um, I really I really knew that one day that it would happen because I knew the Lord would uh, do something because it was just pulling too too hard on me. But, uh, but I just want to make sure everyone understands I did not say a word. I did not uh, nudge my wife in any way, shape, or form. Uh, literally, it was almost a year later uh, we were sitting at the, uh, the at the dinner table, and the night before, uh, I had was in serious prayer about it, and we were sitting at the dinner table, and my wife just looked at me and said, "Okay, I'm ready," and I knew exactly what she was talking about, and so we started to make plans uh, to come to Florida. Um, you know, we had a lot to do. Obviously, we had to uh, sell our house and uh, get rid of some assets and get some money uh, put aside. Uh, at the time, my wife um, had uh, been working uh, as a nurse, and she had been in a company for over 13 or 14 years. And um, when we moved, uh, she uh, completely uh, just quit her job. Uh, we both moved down to Florida with no jobs. Um, we, uh, through a series of uh, awesome events, were able to put away quite a bit of money um, that uh, was going to obviously serve us well. Uh, but we came to Florida with, uh, with no jobs. I, I often joke, um, God gave me uh, my Sarah, and I moved south, just like Abraham got his Sarah and moved south. Uh, and uh, we came to, uh, to Jacksonville, Florida in June of 2012. Uh, I had graduated in May, 
um, and with the uh, intent purpose to plant a church in Tampa. Uh, the reason why we came to Jacksonville is because I wanted to get, start going to school and get to my master's degree uh, at Trinity Baptist Church, and uh, that required me to take one class uh, in on campus. Uh, I could do the rest of it uh, online. Uh, so I showed up uh, in Jacksonville in June of uh, 2012, uh, and um, it was during that time I was taking my uh, my courses or my course uh, at Trinity that I was also going back and forth to Tampa uh, to start to try to get the get a feel for what's going on over there and start trying to figure out uh, where we were going to live and and where we were going to plant and those things and. You know, all I can say, guys, uh, if you're listening, uh, man, as 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 God opened up, and I mean he opened up every single door to bring us down to Florida, he put a big break on going to Tampa. And as I look back on it and I think about it, you know, I did a lot of prayer about coming down to Jacksonville, uh, or I mean, sorry, about coming to Florida, but I don't know that I put a lot of prayer into where. I think I kind of chose Tampa for whatever reasons. Uh, and man, uh, God just really uh, made it very clear. Uh, Tampa is not where He wanted uh, me. You know, part of the story too. I, I do want to say, you know, uh, if you know me at all, uh, I am a big stickler to the Bible being the authority, uh, to the the Word of God uh, uh, having full authority over not only my life but the life of the church. And so I really couldn't understand why God would want to bring me to the Bible Belt. Uh, you know, I was just like, man, why didn't, why didn't you bring me to, like, Las Vegas or something? Why would you bring me to the Bible Belt? Uh, you know, after we, we realized that God had shut the door in Tampa, we, we, we honestly considered uh, potentially moving back to New York. We thought maybe we made a mistake. It, wasn't, uh, it was right around that time that we decided that uh, we needed to just to pray about it. Uh, and, you know, again... We were sitting there one night at dinner, and she kind of looked at me, and I kind of looked at her, and we're like, I don't know, maybe God called us to stay here in Jacksonville. And uh, so we both had an agreement on that. Uh, and uh, so, um, you know, we couldn't get jobs in Tampa. We couldn't figure anything out uh, going to Tampa, like I said. Uh, and then, um, you know, as soon as we decided to stay here in Jacksonville, within two weeks, uh, both me and my wife had a job. Um, and doors started to open. Um, we, uh, through some uh, relationships we had built while we were here, uh, met some folks uh, who were leaving another church uh, that we were able to uh, come together and uh, put together uh, a group of people. Uh, we met out of uh, a home the very first time uh, in August of 2013. Uh, we met under the banner, we called ourselves an Until Bible Church, and uh you know, truthfully, those first uh, three years, um, we really were, were, were trying to build the foundation uh, of what a church should look like. Uh, when I was here in Jacksonville, I had gone to uh, plenty of different churches. I had listened to a, a lot of churches online. Uh, we went to a bunch of different churches, and it wasn't long after, after that I really started to go, okay, now I know why God brought us here. Um, no disrespect uh, to uh, other pastors in the Jacksonville area. Uh, no disrespect to whatever it is they feel uh, that their ministries are a part of. Uh, but uh, I, I just want to say, 
that from what I saw from the churches that I went to, uh, man, it's not biblical. It's not what we're. It's not what we've been called to do. It's not uh, the, the 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 correct way of conducting ourselves uh, in a church. Uh, we have people claiming to be church, uh, and yeah, that surely they are assembling together, but they're preaching another Jesus. They're uh, receiving a different gospel, and they're receiving a different spirit because that's not what the Bible says. And uh, I, I only say that with a broken heart, not with a puffed up chest. Uh, it's sad to me. It's very sad that we have gotten so, uh, no pun intended, so south from where we should be uh, because uh, we need to take God way more seriously and we need to take his Bible way more seriously. And uh, it's just a, a sad reality that what we're reproducing uh, is, is, is Laodicean mentality Christians and if you don't understand what that term means, Laodicea, it's, a, it's the church of civil rights. It's the seventh church that Jesus uh, wrote about in the book of Revelation. And, and he wrote a letter to him, and that church made him sick, literally to the point where he, he threw up, threw them up out of his mouth. And, and that's, uh, that, you know, go, go, go read Revelation chapter 3, and you'll see uh, he spewed them out of their, his mouth. Uh, so... While I was here, man, those first three years, uh, we really spent a lot of time uh, just uh, uh, building the, 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 the folks up and trying to establish true biblical understanding of what the church looked like. And during that time, we, 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 had, uh, we gained some people, uh, and we certainly lost some people. Uh, you know, living the Bible is not an easy thing. And sometimes people just don't want to hear the hard truths. Uh, you know, I had a lot of people question my uh, uh, preaching. I had a lot of people question why I was so hard. I had a lot of pre- people question, um, you know, whether I had compassion. I had a lot of people question uh, a lot of different things. And the reality is I was just preaching truth. And, you know, unfortunately, truth slaps us in the face. If it's truly, if it's truly true, it's going to slap us in the face. And when you really look at the, the lives of, of the prophets, uh, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, you look at the lives of, of Paul and, and Peter and, and, and even Jesus, uh, you know, I don't know that these, 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 these guys would be accepted in our churches today. Uh, they, they, they preached with authority. They preached uh, with uh, messages that punched you in the gut. Uh, they preached with, uh, with conviction. And uh, we just, especially here in America, man, uh, we just want our ears itched. We, we want to know what God's going to do for us. Uh, we, we never get to the place, and, and, and rarely do, have I met uh, many people who get to the place where they realize and truly, truly realize this is not about us. This is about him. It, the glory is in the church. The purpose of the church is to, for him to get his glory, not for us to get, be free to do whatever we want. And that is a that is a a, a, a punch in the gut, uh, but uh, it wasn't. Uh, it was right around 2016. Uh, what we were getting ready to uh, move. We we had been in a little church office for three years, um, and we were getting ready to move uh, and join uh, with a Korean church here in town uh, that was going to allow us to uh, hold our our services uh, in their church. 
And so what we uh, what we did at that time is uh, I had been listening to a bunch of messages online um, uh, through through Billy Wood. And I had stayed in contact with him. Uh, our relationship still was uh, very superficial. Uh, we talked every now and then and things of that matter. But I got to know Billy really, really well because uh, I listened to over 220 messages uh, that he preached on the book of Revelation. And um, it was during that time that uh, I just really started to recognize just how in line uh, with uh, his thinking and, and the doctrinal truths that he was preaching, uh, how just very much in, in, in tune I was uh, with him. Uh, and um, it was near the end of the series that he started uh, talking about planning uh, his own, uh, you know, the One Baptist Church there in Douglasville. Uh, in December of 2015, I reached out to him. Uh, we went down to visit him, and we started the talks of us becoming a One Baptist Church. And then in May of 2016, uh, we officially became One Baptist Church here in Jacksonville. And ever since then, uh, man, the story has been awesome. Uh, you know, most churches uh, that are planted, uh, you, you you see that... Uh, uh, the, the statistics tell us that uh, uh, for every uh, church plant that takes place, uh, they don't usually last more than three years. Uh, here we are. Um, we're six years into it. Uh, we're still here. Uh, we have grown to, uh, we're, we're about 50 people. Uh, and you say, well, that's not very many. Well, we had a lot of work to do. We had to build disciples first. Uh, because once you understand what our mission is, and we're going to get into that here pretty soon, uh, you'll understand why we really had to take the time to grow each other first so that we could really uh, have the uh, the foundation built uh, so that we can be that uh, true biblical discipleship church that the Bible calls us to be in these last times. Uh, in 2013, that's when Chris Wing, uh, he also comes from First Bible Baptist Church. That's when he joined us. He came, uh, I convinced him to come down <laughs> south into the warm weather and uh, be our praise leader, and he's been doing that ever since uh, 2013, so he's been with us since, since the very beginning. Uh, probably about a year into uh, our church plant, I really started to pray to the Lord for uh, an associate pastor, uh, somebody that I could help uh, uh, just to get, uh, get a good uh, understanding for what we were trying to accomplish, and we had a couple, you know, Things that just, uh, for whatever reasons, didn't work out. A couple, a couple men that just didn't work out. Um, and then lo and behold, in uh, late 2016, I get an email from this gentleman by the name of Robert Ingle, uh, who, uh, through the preachings of Mark Trotter, uh, ironically, uh, who is an associate pastor now at our One Baptist Church in Douglasville, uh, he was starting to realize, Robert was, that... Uh, that, uh, oh, wait a minute, something's not right what's going on in the church that I'm in. Uh, something doesn't feel right. This, uh, this isn't biblical. And so he, uh, he was going on a journey of trying to figure out what it was that God wanted him to do. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong there, Robert, but uh, I believe you heard our, our uh, commercial that we had going through the radio waves of Jacksonville. And uh, Robert reached out to me and uh, we got together and started talking, and uh, one thing led to another. And before you know it, uh, Robert uh, was at One Baptist Church here in Jacksonville, and it wasn't long after that that I knew this was the man that God had uh, uh, God had answered my prayer and brought us the man that we needed. And uh, we uh, 
we had the pleasure of uh, of ordaining Robert, and uh, he's been associate pastor ever since. And I honestly can't think of uh, a better associate pastor. Uh, he's definitely been a, a godsend. Uh, it's men like uh, Chris and, and Robert that um, really make this church tick. Uh, we hold the Bible as the authority. Uh, it's not about Robert's opinion. It's not about Chris's opinion, and they certainly know it's not about mine. Uh, we keep the Bible as the authority and everything, uh, and that's what this church is based off of. So that's kind of the history. I know I just took about 20 minutes to give you the history, but I wanted to make sure that, you know, hey, this is this is the history of One Baptist Church. Uh, we're... We're, we're getting ready uh, to move into a new uh, building, uh, and it's, it's, it's going to be our first opportunity to, uh, to say that we have our own place, uh, 3980 Southside. Southside Boulevard. As soon as we get past this uh, ugly virus thing, uh, we are going to officially open our doors. And so, listen, um, after you, you kind of get a feel for what we're all about, man, we, we really, really, really would love to have you come and visit we have a lot of different uh, ministries that we are involved in, and we're going to share with you what those are here uh, in a few moments. And uh, we really want to help you uh, become the Christian that God has called you to be. Um, it's not easy. Uh, it's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of sacrifice. Uh, but there's nothing I've learned in life that there's nothing uh, um, that has any value in life if you haven't worked for it. And certainly the Christian walk uh, requires some sacrifice on our part uh, that is worthy in the end. So, uh, okay. With that being said, I'm gonna I'm gonna be quiet for a moment, and I'm gonna let uh, I'm gonna let Chris. Let's go with Chris first, seeing how he has seniority. He's been here longer than you, Robert. Oh no, no. <laughs> I'm gonna let Chris go first, and and Chris, you know, maybe just share uh, what brought you to One Baptist and and uh, and what uh, what what you love about this church. Yeah, so I'll take uh, just a few moments. I won't go too far. Um, but like Pastor Frank said, you know, we, we both come from the same church back home in uh, upstate New York and Rochester, uh, First Bible Baptist Church. And that's, of course, where I met uh, Pastor Frank uh, before he was a pastor. And, uh, you know, he started talking about some deep stuff and prophetic stuff from the Word of God. And when I started, uh, it was actually my brother who told me about him, and he was having a Bible study with him. And once uh, he convinced me to... Uh, go meet him and come to his house for his uh, little Bible study there, and uh, I, I was hooked. You know, I was um, coming to that place in my life where uh, I realized that I needed the Lord and uh, had just uh, gotten saved, so to speak, before that. And so once I started hearing him preach, uh, talking about uh, prophecy and uh, these deep things in the Bible, I was just, I was hooked on it, you know. And uh, so he and I became uh, fast friends, and I really was, uh, I kind of just became a pupil of his, and he, he took me kind of under his wing. And um, I just fell in love with the Word of God because it had been an answer to my prayer of, uh, you know, asking the Lord to show himself to me. And uh, the Lord said, okay, I'll do that. And he really did. He truly, truly did when I, I got hooked up with First Bible Baptist and then, of course, met Frank. And so that's how uh, we kind of got to become friends. And again, so we came from the same church. And, uh, you know, when he decided to come down here, I was already part of his Bible study back in uh, Rochester. And he had asked me if I would be interested in joining him in a church plant in Florida. And so, of course, initially, like his wife, I was like, yeah, no. That's okay. I didn't take it seriously, and um, then I realized quickly he, he actually meant it, and I was like, well, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll give it some serious prayer, and, um, and I did because I was in a, an interesting place in my life and um, praying to God to show me what it is he really wanted me to do, and um, it took about another year after that before um, I, the Lord really put it on my heart to come down here, and like he said, you know, for our first service, we were out of uh, a couple— you, you literally came down like three or four days before our first service, didn't you? 
uh, if I yeah. remember correctly. Uh, well, I came down to visit first yeah. to check things out, mm-hmm. and that's when it became uh, more obvious to me. And then shortly after that, yeah, when I decided to make the move, it was probably about the leading the week leading up to that, yeah, yeah, yeah. three, four days before that. And then uh, we had our first service out of the uh, – a couple of us in a, that's a part of our church's house and uh, in their living room, and uh, been here ever since. And uh, so that was the – that was August of 2013, I think it was. And I uh, haven't looked back. So that's how I came up about being a part of this and uh, this journey. You know, I, I, I've uh, I've grown a lot. I thought that I was growing a lot back home in New York. But when I came down here and we started this thing, uh, I've grown immensely. It was yeah. like the Lord was telling me, this is your next step. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I jumped out in faith and I, and I took it. And praise God for that. You know, he was the one who gave me the strength to do that. And so I've been a part of this ever since. And I've been leading the praise uh, to the best of my abilities since then. But mm-hmm. more than more than even leading the praise and my musical talents that the Lord has gifted me yep. with, um, I'm def- desperately in love with the word. Amen. And so uh, that's my priority. You know, you might think when we, if you've listened to any of these podcasts you, and you hear the introduction, you're like uh, Pastor Frank and Pastor Robert and praise leader Chris, mm. you know, and you might think, why do they have the praise leader on there? It's because I am a serious student of the word of yes God, sir. as any Christian should yes be, sir. no matter what your role is in the churches that you belong to. And uh, we're all to be uh, serious students of the word. And I, I take it very, very serious. That's my main thing, obviously, uh, before music. So, um, And I would say this, you know, if you're listening and you go, oh, yeah, praise the leader, Chris, why is he? I would have no problem, and we've had no problem, uh, putting uh, Chris at the pulpit. Mm-hmm. Uh, fully confident in his ability to preach God's word. Fully confident in his understanding of God's word. Uh, so don't, don't, uh, don't take that as a slight. This, he wasn't called to be a pastor. Uh, but uh, he certainly was called to preach God's word, no doubt. Amen. I give glory to uh, God for that. But that is my my basic in a nutshell testimony as to how I got to be a part of this and, uh, you know, why I'm a part of it still is because, you know, like you were saying, Frank, we, in a world today where there's a church on every corner and six in between, especially down here in Jacksonville and in the, uh, the Bible Belt, there's so many churches, but there's very few that are actually teaching and preaching the the word of god in truth anymore and uh well they claim they are they certainly do claim it to be and and, and that's not a knock on the churches no. around here i'm, I'm no. certainly not doing you know knocking the churches but it's it's just difficult that's the truth it's difficult to find a real truly bible believing teaching church that's uh properly rightly dividing the word and so uh, i know that what we're doing here is that and that is why i am still here because i could have left at any time and there was a short time when i first came down here that i like you i thought that i made a mistake and was about to go back to rochester new york but the Lord really put it on my heart, you know, that's not uh, where I want you. So I, I stayed here, and I, I don't regret a single bit of it. I don't look back on it as a mistake at all. We truly are foundationally in the Word of God. It is our authority, and we are rightly dividing it, and uh, that is why I am still a part of this, and I will go on and on as long as, as that's what we're doing here. So Amen. that's my uh, testimony in a nutshell as to how I got to uh, be a part of this. All right. Robert, you got the floor. Yeah. It's been 27 minutes yeah. and you got the floor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, listen, Chris, I love how your uh, journey with um, One Baptist Church uh, began in uh, August of 2013, I think you said, mm-hmm. because mine began in August of 2016. And um, Pastor Frank, you said <clears throat> that that was late around the fall, late summer, fall time is when y'all started moving into that office, or out of that small office building where you started uh, before my time. Yeah, we moved in May May 26, if I remember correctly, 2016. Of 2016. Yeah, yeah. So, so, okay, so summer y'all moved into there. You were getting established there. And 
um, August of 2016 was when my uh, relationship and, and journey uh, with One Baptist Church began. And uh, as you alluded to, and, and I'll just allude to it um, uh, with a little more depth, not not a whole lot, because I don't think uh, that's necessary. But um, you know, as you mentioned, uh, <clears throat> I was just uh, my wife and I both um, at the time um, we, we were uh, part of the ministry and um, somewhere else, and uh, just um, I was loving the ministry part of it, but there were just some things as I was looking around uh, that were were going on. Um, that uh, things that were missing, uh, things that um, uh, made it very difficult uh, for us um, to um, to maintain um, the uh, true uh, work that we were called to do, and um, it, it got to the point to where I began uh, searching uh, for. Um, However, I could, um, and it was online. I just began searching for uh, just some things that I could could implement to grow in my relationship with the Word of God, <clears throat> uh, because um, I wasn't um, being equipped or, or I wasn't receiving that uh, at that current time in my life. And um, I love how Pastor Frank, you said, uh, you know, you got to know uh, Pastor Billy Wood really well. Uh, through listening to his sermons, and that's eventually how you got connected with him and One Baptist Church, and and um, likewise, my story is very similar uh, with um, who is the associate or one of the associate pastors there now, uh, Mark Trotter, who um, I got to know very well, but only through his sermons. Um, and that's kind of how my relationship began there. Uh, I didn't even meet um, him until um, much much later. Uh, but I was kind of doing the same thing you were doing. You and, um, it, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was when he I'll finally came down to, uh, to Jacksonville and, um, yeah. And so I'm, I'm just sitting there trying to, um, grow in, in the word and I, I'm starting to get wind of some of the, this, this teaching that is, um, it's insane. It, it's, it's so biblical. I've never heard it before. And that's just weird. Like it, that ought right. not be the case, but right. Um, you know, I was just learning these things that that are right there in the Word of God, and it was being presented to me in such a way that it never had been. And and so I was just I was digging it, and so I began to share it with my wife and uh, with with, um, with my parents, and just kind of just tracking through it, and uh, all the while learning and growing and loving it, but just wishing uh, that there was a place um, locally. Uh, where, where that was offered, where I could really get uh, rooted and established in the Word in the context of a local church and not just online um, and from afar. Um, but my wife and I were, again, plugged into ministry, and you know we wanted to be faithful to that, and um, we're not going to treat that haphazardly. Um, in addition, as I said, there was really nowhere else for us to go unless we wanted to move out of the state or what have you. And, and quite honestly, it, 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 would, it was getting to the point to where I was willing to do that. Um, but um, uh, things were going on as they were uh, in the realm of ministry and um, in, in the realm of just there being a, a, a void in, in what was, um, as far as the Word of God is concerned, uh, in what was being um, offered and presented. And um, so um, I I was in my office one day and just kind of struggling and just doing some work and 
And as you mentioned, I heard a commercial on the radio uh, for One Baptist Church, Jacksonville. And um, the only way that I had known that name and recognized it was because uh, as I was going through some of that online material uh, that we know as WordStrong um, with Mark, Pastor Mark Trotter, um, he had mentioned that he was connecting with, with – he was in Ohio at the time, um, and he was um, connecting with um, a friend of his and pastor um, by the name of Billy Wood uh, in Douglasville, Georgia at a one Baptist church. And so until I had heard that radio commercial in my office that day, I never really put that, you know, I really didn't think much about it um, until I heard it. And then I was like, I know that name. And I had not known there was anything in Jacksonville um, or even remotely close to Jacksonville uh, that that was a one Baptist church or really kind of at least seemed like it would be uh, something that we were looking for. And so I, I just immediately went online um, and found the website, and I uh, reached out uh, to uh, to you, Pastor Frank. And uh, this was, as I said, in August of 2016, and I just asked for prayer, um, kind of outlined my circumstances as they were, and just said, hey, if you can pray for me, not sure if you guys have any openings. Um, are you guys at all associated with, with Mark Trotter or, or, you know, One Baptist Church in Georgia? And, and um, you know, do you guys have any openings or needs as far as ministry opportunities? Um, you know, here's, you know, what me and my wife, here's where we are, here's what we do, et cetera. And uh, your response to me uh, came back in an email, right? And um, I believe that you just kind of shared a little bit of what you shared uh, with our listeners today. And um, you had mentioned that where the church was from a financial standpoint and uh, logistically speaking, um, there was a need there, but um, it, it, it was a need that would have to be fulfilled um, uh, with with a deferred payment, with, with just with with um, serving right now, uh, drawing income from uh, another uh, venue or another job, and and neither my wife nor I were foreign to that. We had taken many steps of faith in the past um, in other areas of our marriage and life, and and so that didn't. At least I don't think it did. That that didn't bother me at all. Um, I just. Um, didn't really know if, if this was the direction that the Lord w was leading us um, because at the time I really didn't know what the, the job would be or how that would look. And so I just got praying about it. And I don't think you, Frank, even really expected to hear from me again after you had sent that, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, um, no doubt. But yeah, yeah. but once you tell somebody, no, there's no money involved, they're gone. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And so. So um, a couple weeks go by, and and you know I'm still kind of going through some of the same stuff, and just still lacking some of those things that that I once knew. I, I knew that type of teaching and preaching was out there. Um, I, I just I didn't have it, and so I reached back out to you. And I said, "Hey, man, we're still in the same place here, still struggling. Um, you know, please keep praying for us." And um, so you had opened the invitation for us to get together, and, and I said, "Hey, I'd love to." Um, I am, and at this point, I hadn't even mentioned this to my wife yet because, as I said, I just, I was just trying to explore opportunities, and I didn't want to get her hopes up or, you know, start taking her down corridors that maybe there were going to be closed doors anyway, and I just kind of wanted to be discerning about it and and um, try try to do some due diligence before I, I kind of, you know, brought her um, with me it, down that path, and so um, at this point, I had mentioned this to her and. And I was going on a personal self-retreat, so to speak, for a few days 
um, just to kind of clear my head from some of the things that have been going on in my life and um, just unplug from everything um, and seek the Lord, just me and him and his word. And so you and I had planned uh, to, to get together after I got back. And the whole time that I was in uh, or just on that time with the Lord, um, the the reality and the principle and the truth of faith and walking in faith and trusting the Lord and those types of components and um, truth kept coming up in my time in his word and as I was listening to sermons and things like that. And so I left uh, really encouraged with, um, with with that, how the Lord had just really blessed me and, and spoken to me through his word and, and, and through uh, men who were preaching his word um, on recordings that I was listening to. And so I um, came back home and, and you and I set up a meeting and um, we, we met and I think our first meeting was two, three hours maybe. And uh, what, what I loved from the beginning was, you know, as soon as uh, you and I met um, and just started talking, I kind of felt like we just really clicked and hit it off. And I, I, I felt like um, I had known you um, for much longer than just a couple minutes or a couple yeah. emails. No doubt. Um, it was just, yeah, it was just, it, it really clicked. Um, and, you know, the things that you were sharing from your heart and, and you know, your, uh, the ministry and, and likewise, I just, was, you know, things are really, I was really encouraged by that. Um, but I was still treading carefully because I was really concerned about being let down. Like, oh man, you know, it's not going to work out for this reason. So I was, I was hesitating, but man, I was super excited about it. Um, and you invited us to church and, um, we, my wife and I went to the, uh, our first, uh, midweek service there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, um, we left and we knew that this is where we needed to be. We knew that this is where we, what we were looking for the whole time. When I said that things were missing, um, think there were discrepancies, there were voids, um, as far as, you know, what we were being fed in our local church and how it was, um, h- how that was being done and, and just not being equipped, um, in a way that, that I once was, um, man, I just, uh, we just both knew that this was it. And so it wasn't, um, the, it wasn't anything that attracted us to one Baptist church except for, uh, the, the depth of, uh, the, the, the preaching, um, the, uh, love for the, the word of God, the, um, stand that it, and it alone is the authority. And, um, and we, we haven't looked back and, and by his grace, uh, we praise the Lord for this by his grace. Um, he has brought us here and kept us here. And, you know, some, I, I used to wonder when I was going through some, some of those trials, um, back years back, um, you know, wh- why would God, you know, wh- what is going on here? You know, why do I feel so stuck? And wh- why am I going through the, these, these problems and these trials? And, and I believe with all that I am that it was simply to get me to this place, um, to where, um, you know, I, I believe that God, you know, he, he was moving the pieces of the chessboard, you know, things had to be in place. I believe for, um, for, for, for things to happen as they have. And, and, you know, we know that his timing is perfect. And, um, so, uh, we're just so grateful for that. And, and we've been here, um, what is that three years going on four years this year. And, um, and it's still the same, you know, right. it's still, you know, mm-hmm. we have problems just like every church does. Sure. Um, that, that's not going to change, uh, mm-hmm. because it's made up of, of, of people, 
Um, but you know what? Um, we, we still are, I believe, um, the same church as, as we were back then in, this, in, in the uh, perspective of uh, our love and, and recognition for the Word of God and its authority and the local church and our lives and our families. Um, but we're also, um, I believe, uh, a stronger church, and, and yeah. uh, we continue to equip our people. I, I love the emphasis and the uh, priority that discipleship, one-on-one discipleship has uh, in this local body, uh, that of training and equipping men and leadership development takes a key role in this ministry. Um, and, and I find that um, just to be so appealing uh, because um, we're such a small body of believers, and um, we have um, so many um, um, systems in place uh, all derived from the Word of God that would um, we, we could have many men, as you testified uh, of Chris there, many men who could um, get up and rightly divide the Word of God and, and lead in discipleship or counseling or preaching or teaching. And, and I just love that about, you know, what the Lord is doing through this church. So um, that, that's my... Uh, that's my story, man, and I'm uh, I'm sticking to it. You know, so you you talked, and uh, that's a good segue to talking. You know, so okay, so if you're listening and you're here in Jacksonville and you're going, oh, you know, I go to a good church. I go to church already. I don't need to come to come to one Baptist church. I'm good right where I'm at. So, so Robert, why would somebody want to come to to to, to one Baptist church? You you. Uh, brought in the idea of discipleship so that's kind of where i want you to go with that you know what 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 makes us different to why you would want to come to one baptist church yeah so um i'm going to do my best to uh, be precise yet abbreviated because i could just go on about sure, that sure uh, but like you said when we're talking about um th- there are a couple things that come to my mind number one i'll start with what you uh, you said, and that's discipleship. Um, today, in 21st century Christianity, um, we collectively, as the church today, have uh, equated discipleship to um, a, maybe a class or a Sunday school hour or um, a program, or maybe it's just a buzzword um, in Christian circles and uh, it, it's become that's trendy. That's some, uh, yeah, some, some uh, Christian and, author wrote. Uh, yeah, uh, maybe um, a, a Bible study with with you know a, um, a famous preacher or pastor or author's book, you know, whatever whatever we think of discipleship. But when we say the Word of God is the authority, then we ought to treat it as the authority, and it alone defines what discipleship is, and um, and that's what we've done, and what we are doing, and what we will continue to do. Uh, here at One Baptist, and that is to um, obey Second Timothy chapter two and verse two, yeah, where yeah. Paul tells Timothy to commit thou these things to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Yeah, and yeah. and the difference in what I see in this biblical discipleship versus what I see in the, in the, the mainstream Christianity today is um, just that biblical discipleship, one on one. Uh, life on life, pouring uh, Christ into someone else. So, so uh, Christ likeness. Mm-hmm. So give me, give me maybe three things. You've been going to church your whole life. So, so you come to One Baptist Church. Give me three things you've learned at One Baptist Church 
that you didn't learn uh, or maybe had a misunderstanding at from a different church that would you, you say, you know, this is why biblical discipleship is so important? Yeah, absolutely. So number one would be the reality that um, I'm going to go to a judgment at the judgment seat of Christ and that I'm going to be held accountable, uh, not for my sin uh, as a believer, but but for my, my works uh, done in his body. Mm. And um, so you didn't, you didn't know to, that until you came here. I did not. Okay. Yeah. And and I was um, I'm also a, a graduate of, of a seminary um, and I hold a master's. And um, even then, um, I I had never you know been taught that. Mm. Um, number two, I would say, and th- this this will undoubtedly be a, a possibly a source of contention, uh, but um, for for some, but uh, would be the superiority of the King James Bible, mm. and how how there is really um, a difference that not all versions of the Bible are created equal. Um, they do not all say the same thing. Quite honestly, they say very different things, and just understanding. Understanding that, understanding why, understanding the implications of that and, and the roots of that and the origins of that and all that um, has just been life-altering for me mm. um, in that way. So so I would say definitely the judgment, um, the, um, the the Word of God, and um, the um, aspect of prophecy in, in the Word of God. Um, now, that is something that, you know, you often you'll hear, but but really at best it will be reduced to maybe a, a three or four week sermon series, or maybe just kind of lightly touched on, um, not realizing that um, prophecy is the testimony of Jesus Christ, yeah. mm-hmm. and it is it is one of the reasons why I know beyond a shadow of any doubt that the Word of God is indeed the Word of God. And so, um, just the, the the reality that most most churches these days, unfortunately, most pastors, most seminaries don't uh, teach or preach prophecy, uh, much less teach it correctly and rightly divided. Um, and that's not according to my standards or yours or or one Baptist or a denomination, um, but according to the Word of God itself and how we compare scripture with scripture and let him be the authority as we've said all along. So just that, that third piece would be prophecy and seeing um, old Testament, the new Testament prophecies concerning Christ and Israel and, and who, and and, then today and um, the end times and just all of that. uh, It just has really opened my eyes. And what that will do is it will, become infectious and cause you to experience what Chris uh, ex- explained and that's to fall in love with the word of God. Yeah. So it was through the, it was through the ministry of one Baptist church and through discipleship that these things all became known to you. Uh, would you agree with that, Robert? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Chris, how about you? Why don't you give us three things, three things that you've learned since you've been with one Baptist church and through discipleship, that's really been uh uh, life-altering for you? I've learned what it means to be uh, a man of God. Mm. Um, you know, you, you hear a lot of things uh, about what it means to be a Christian, and uh, I, but I think a lot of churches, they don't actually stop and say, well, what what does it particularly mean for you as a man to be a man of God? And, and then Quit so ye the, like men. Quit ye like men, yeah. Yep. And so I learned the importance of, of leadership 
Yep. But it means to be a man of God, and and, to, and that means that uh, we need to be leaders. Now, we might not all be called to preach or to mm -hmm. be pastors. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'm not called to be a pastor, but I I I learned that it's important for me to be able to teach the Word of God as mm -hmm. a man, mm -hmm. uh, and to be a leader. I I don't have a wife, I don't have kids, but I'm still called to be a leader. Sure. Um, and uh, I think one of the other things is uh, is, is communication because it goes along with that. Uh, you know, we as Christians we're supposed to be master communicators mm -hmm. and. Um, to lead biblically and, and to know that word uh, backwards and forwards, to rightly divide it, and to be able to communicate that and the, uh, the importance of what it really means to also uh, be, be able to share uh, the word of God and to be able to share your faith. And, uh, you know, uh, all of that uh, you may kind of bleed into each other, but they're all different things that, that equal the whole, I think. And so, you know, I had... It's, I'm a little different in my background story than, than Pastor Robert. I didn't grow up in church. I didn't go to a mm -hmm. lot of different churches. I didn't see what everything that was out there. The Lord really answered my prayer when I was asking or calling on him to, and he put me right in the, in the right place at the right time. Right. You know, and so I had proper teaching uh, from the beginning. But like I said, when I first came down here, you know, it was like foundational stuff. I learned so much more in depth what all of that meant uh, once I came down here to become a part and became a part of this and we became a one Baptist church. And so discipleship that, that really took off in my, my relationship with the Lord in such a, a more deep way uh, as, as it means what it means to become a, a real man of God, a leader of God and a communicator uh, of his word and, and his, and his gospel. So uh, you know, among, among many other things, um, and it's tremendously, tremendously, I can't even say it enough, uh, changed me uh, as, a, as a Christian and as a human being and as a man. It's, it's grown me uh, like I never thought it could. I, I, I did a complete 180, even from what I had already known coming down here. Uh, and I was pretty well grounded in the word uh, coming down here. But uh, my ability now that the Lord has, has shown me and everything that we've learned here, uh, learned here since then is uh, brought me out of my shell, so to speak, and, and taught me what it means to be accountable uh, to his word and to preach his word and teach his word and communicate his word and lead and through that. So, uh, you know, and I could go on and on. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, again, if you're listening, listen, we're, we're, we're certainly not saying we are better than anybody else. We're not saying that, uh, um, you know, we've got some magical formula. Uh, that we uh, concocted, uh, you know, what, what, what makes us different? At the end of the day, uh, you know, I've, I've been accused uh, by folks that, uh, you know, what makes me think we've got it right and what makes, thing, what makes us think that we're right and everybody else is wrong. And at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, listen, I don't think we've got it right. I don't think I'm right. I don't, I don't believe any of that. Uh, what I do know is that we just follow the Bible. The Bible's our authority. And so if we have anything right, it's because we follow the Bible. If we're doing anything wrong, it's because we didn't follow the Bible. And that's the end of the story. Stop giving us credit. Stop, and I'm not going to take credit uh, one way or the other. Uh, no, we have just, uh, as both these guys have already stated, you know, what has attracted them to this church in the first place. We just hold the Bible. Uh, as the uh, highest authority, um, and we truly believe it means what it says, and it says what it means. Uh, we truly believe that there is no interpretation of the Bible. Uh, the Bible, uh, again, 
Uh, you know, we, don't, we, 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 we say this a lot, right? We may not all agree on what the Bible means, but we certainly can all agree on what it says. Amen. And, and once you get to that place where you agree on what it says uh, and you can just believe what it says, then, then you realize that there is no different interpretations of the Bible. Uh, and, and listen, if you don't understand what we're talking about, if you go, well, what are you talking about? Why does one person look at it this way? One person, that, that's because they have not gotten to the place where they believe that the Bible means what it says and says what it means. They have privately interpreted it. They have started to bring outside influences, presuppositions, things like that into the Bible. And, and, and again, that does cause some uh, disruptions in, in what, uh, what, uh, what, what true biblical doctrine is. Um, and, and listen, we don't do any ministry within this church that doesn't have a biblical uh, foundation behind it. Uh, we believe uh, without a doubt biblically that that word ministry uh, is only can, can, can be done uh, through, uh, you know, ministry really truthfully is all about the two things that are eternal. Uh, and that's the word of God and the souls of men. And if we're involved in a ministry, it is going to have an effect uh, in such a way where we're taking the word of God and putting it into the souls of men. If we're not doing that, uh, then we're not doing it at One Baptist Church. Uh, so uh, we want to talk about the things that we do do, and we want to show you some verses in the Bible that would back up, uh, especially in the book of Ephesians, why we do them. And, uh, you know, so hopefully uh, you'll tune in again. Uh, hopefully uh, you kind of learned a little bit of the history and some of the pieces of the puzzle that brought uh, us together, uh, at least the three of us. Uh, there's many more stories we could tell you. I could tell you the story of Jim Martin. Uh, Jim Martin, we were we were praying for a discipleship leader, somebody that could kind of take the, the, the reins there. Uh, I had a couple people in mind that I hoped were going to be those people, and for whatever reasons, they just didn't work out. And then all of a sudden, uh, Jim Martin, uh, again, uh, you know, here's a guy. Li- listen, listen. He went to First Bible Baptist Church in Rochester, New York. Uh, First Bible Baptist Church is known for its ability to teach people discipleship. And uh, if there was ever a guy that was going to be able to take that reign uh, and know exactly what it was I was trying to accomplish, uh, my gosh, uh, Jim Martin moved down to Jacksonville long before I did. Uh, again, we went to the same church together, didn't know each other. Uh, First Bible is, is, is a fairly large church. Uh, but uh, we got hooked up down here in Jacksonville, and, and, and he's been with us now for probably right around three years as well. And he's our discipleship leader, um, and he's never turned back that, on that either, and he does an excellent job of it. Um, so anyways, what we'll do is uh, we'll, we'll, we'll pick up next time, and we'll start talking about some of these other ministries that we're involved in. And again, uh, our intent is just to share with you what this church is all about and why you would want to consider uh, maybe coming and checking us out. All right, anything else you guys want to say before we close? No, that's it. Robert? Looking forward to next time. Yes, 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 no doubt. All right, guys, everybody, uh, make sure you stay safe, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to The Revealing, a podcast ministry of One Baptist Church in Jacksonville, Florida. Senior Pastor Frank Silvaggio, Associate Pastor Robert Engel. For more information about One Baptist Jacks, please go to our website, onebaptistjacks.world, or email us, info at onebaptistjacks.world.